0: Obviously, you uh, stumbled across some pretty interesting uh, St. Joseph stories. I guess take me through just kind of how you you know, stumbled upon this. Obviously, B- St. Joe is quite a, a history of baseball. Um, yeah, it seems like you found some pretty uh, unique things about the city and some of our teams here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, St. Joseph has a deep baseball history, and that was the fun thing for me. For this book, it has stories from the 1800s all the way through the present day. And going through newspaper archives, going through old baseball guides, I made a research trip to the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. And St. Joseph comes up a lot. It's time in the Western League. And, yeah, indeed, uh, two of my favorite stories in the whole book take place in St. Joseph.
0: Yeah, so uh, let's start with, uh, you said you found, obviously, the Saints had a long history here. Uh, Now it's, of course, the Mustangs. But uh, a player traded for an airplane. Uh, What did you find about that? (laughs)
1: Yeah, so there were some trade discussions taking place in 1924 involving St. Joseph, and it got some headlines. So the Omaha Buffaloes wanted to send two players to St. Joseph, Roy Luby and Fred Wilder. And in exchange, they asked for the St. Saint Joseph Saints owner's personal airplane. He actually wanted to trade two players for an airplane, and this got some headlines at the time. The Saints owner said, No, I'm sorry, I can't do that. <laughs>
0: Reminds me of uh, my dad always told me that my grandpa would trade uh, like old tractors for a team of horses. That's what it kind of sort of reminds me (laughs) of uh, things were done differently back then. And then I was reading your story back in 1912, a uh, potentially game winning sack fly uh, (laughs) blown to pieces. huh?
1: Yeah, I love this one. There was an entertaining umpire named Steamboat Johnson. He umpired more minor league baseball games than anybody in history. He umpired from the early 1900s through the 1940s. And in 1912, he was umpiring a Class A Denver versus St. Joseph game in St. Joseph, Missouri. And there were some cowboys there that had bet money on the game. And in the early 1900s, gambling was a big part of professional baseball in the major leagues and the minor leagues. And in some cases, these are people in ballparks, so you really didn't want to hang around. These are dangerous men with money on the game. Well, Steamboat says, and this was then verified in various newspaper articles, that these Cowboys had some money on the game and St. Joseph in the bottom of the ninth inning hits a deep fly ball and it looks like it's about to soar over the fence. And if this ball goes over the fence, these Cowboys lose money. So Steamboat, the umpire says that one of the Cowboys pulled out a pistol, took a shot at this moving ball and blew the ball to smithereens. He hit a moving ball. So then Steamboat has a decision. I mean, there's no rule in place of what happens when the baseball gets shot out of midair. And he decided to call it a Grand Slam home run because it disappeared from his view. <laughs>
0: yeah, not, that, not a lot you could do about that. Holy cow, that's uh, quite the aim as well. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess uh, in digging through these archives, any other like anecdote or just kind of fact that, that stood out about St. Joseph or, you know, baseball in this area in general?
1: Man, that's a good question. Um, right off the top of my head, I can't think of another St. Joseph story, but that might just be because the book's not right in front of me right now. It has 1000 thousand one stories, and it has stories from all over the country. Uh, just recently, I was telling a friend about the longest home run ever. It took place in Charleston, West Virginia. It was a 200-mile home run. In 1982, Randy Bush for Toledo hit a ball over the right field fence in West Virginia and it landed in a moving coal train and the train didn't stop until 200 miles later in West Virginia. Oh my goodness.
0: That's awesome. Um well yeah, kind of what inspired this idea. I know you've worked in the miners as a as a broadcaster and media member for a long time. Uh what kind of gave you the idea inspiration to to do this?
1: I've always loved baseball research and in 2012 when researching something else I came across this story of an 1880s Texas league game in Austin that got delayed when a wild bull ran on the field. And I thought I do this for a living and I've never heard this story. So it taught me just how many baseball stories are out there that a lot of fans haven't heard of. So that began a decade quest to find the craziest minor league stories from the past and present. And the book has some great cartoonish illustrations as well, which is what I wanted. So it's a really good looking book. Um, Yeah. So I I just had this ongoing document for a decade where anytime I would see something from the past or the present, I'd make a note, explore it, and then, uh, when appropriate insert it into the book.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I guess last thing, if some folks want to find this book, I see it's on, it's an Amazon bestseller. So is this kind of, you know, distributed in a lot of places where people can buy books about sports and things?
1: It is. It's available wherever books are sold. It's in person in some bookstores, but not all. The fastest way is Amazon. That will get to you very fast. And the title is Tales from the Dugout, 1001 Humorous, Inspirational, and Wild Anecdotes from Minor League Baseball.